0: Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm very happy to be with you once again to really sow seeds of faith into your spirit to build you up spiritually. That's, that's my purpose to really build you up spiritually but until you become an adult spiritually. Of course, many of you probably 90 percent, 95, maybe 98 percent of you are, are adults right now in the natural. But we got to develop Your spirit, where you'll be an adult spiritually. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, give me the proper growth material, Father, and the wisdom to distribute that growth material in a proper way, to build your people up, to build yourself into their inner man, into their spirit. Cause the blessings, Lord, and the faith to arise upon the hearers of these words that you're about to give me in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, this week, we're going to talk about the art of believing. Believing God is an art form. You know, you cannot separate a man from his words. When you find a man that lies, every so often, it's hard to believe anything they say. You have to really, you know, um, you have to see for yourself before you believe. it. I know a few people like that right now. You know, I listen to them, but I don't believe everything they say until I can, can, can verify because they have a history of lying. And sometimes they don't know, <laughs> most of the time, they don't know that you know that they're liars. And well, when you have a person like that, you can't separate their words from them because they are their words. You are your words. You can tell where a man is by what he talks about all the time. You know what I'm saying? If a man always talking about cause, that's where his heart is in cause. If a man always talking about women, that's where his heart is on women. You see what I'm saying? And vice versa. If a woman, is she always talking about shopping her heart on shopping? But one place is say, let your conversation become what? The gospel. I you know, Paul wrote that in his writings. I don't even heard people say, man, they talk about the Lord all the time. And wh- A man told me one time, don't talk about God so much. <laughs> Find some other stuff to talk about. Well, I do talk about other stuff. You know what I'm saying? I have other conversations. You know, they didn't know that. But your conversation really should be about God most of the time if you want to know the truth of the matter, because that's how you build your spiritual man. You don't build your spiritual man no other way but constantly talking about the things of God. You become what your words become. You cannot separate a man from his words just just like you cannot separate God from his words. Now, a person like me, I've learned the art of believing. For instance, I take a scripture out of Psalms 91 where it says, no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come down my dwelling. And I literally believe it. And I had people argue with me about it, telling me about um how God gave you wisdom, this and that and the other, you know, it just reveals that they don't believe the word. Now I want to say this. To I know I know it's been an outbreak here recently. You know, to you who, who have had the COVID, I want you to say this. Say in the name of Jesus Christ, I never again catch any virus of the flu. As long as I live, because the Lord is my protector and healer Say it again, say, as long as I live, I never catch the flu or any other virus. As long as I live, because the Lord is my protector and healer now to you that has not had uh, the COVID or whatever, or the flu or whatever, say this, say in the name of Jesus Christ, I never get the COVID or the flu as long as I live. Say it again, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'll never get the COVID or the flu as long as I live. Do you know the Lord is your protector? Do you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Jesus is living on the inside of you. Now, the word of God says that. But do you believe that? See, it's an art to believing. Let to tell you what that art is. I'm going to talk about it all week, but I'm going to tell you in a short way. It's simply taking the words that God has said and saying it over and over and over again so to come from your mind and get into your heart. The reason people are unsuccessful in a lot of areas, because the word has not gotten into their heart. It's only in their head. They only mentally have it. They mentally send it to it. They don't have it in their inner man. They, they got doubt and unbelief in that. See, we're talking about the art of believing. <clears throat> at Mark 6 and at verse 1, it says, And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples follow him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence have this man these things? And what wisdom is this, which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Now they can see that mighty works is wrought by his hands. They see it. They can also see that this man got a lot of wisdom. They looking at it. But watch this. This this is their testimony. You know people like that are they always negative always trying to find something wrong with you or with somebody else or with something you say i mean they looking for it i know people like that I, you can't hardly say a word till they trying to find something wrong with it i generally like to get away from them kind of people i don't like to even minister to them if, if every word i'm saying or everything i'm saying you got something negative or smart to say or trying to be semi um uh, judgmental or semi-suspicious. I could pick that up. You know, I don't even want to minister to you if you like that. You know why? Because let me keep reading. This is how them boogers talk. He said, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judas and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. In other words, man, we know this rascal. He just old poor boy out of the hood so forth and so on. He ain't hitting on none. We know all his brothers and sisters, his mamas. He's not a big wig at all. What in the world the Lord letting letting this letting some letting using a man like this? We know him. He ain't hitting on none. We know him. That's that was their attitude towards Jesus. And in verse four it says, "But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin, and in his own house." You'll find that the people that know you the most know your little shortcomings and so forth and so on. Uh, 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 uh they didn't been in the in the bathroom while you was using the bathroom and they know it stink when you go. Them gonna be the people that normally won't receive your words. And see at verse five and it said that he could dare do no mighty work, save he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went round about the villages teaching. Let me say that again. Well, the people always had a negative view of him. See, a negative view of his words. They saw he had wisdom. That's a marvelous thing. They saw that people was getting healed. But see, they couldn't get healed from him. They couldn't benefit from his ministry. Why? Because he was common to them. See, so they couldn't get the benefit of the ministry of Jesus because it, it was just common. Our Father of God in heaven, i be thy name, thy kingdom come, I will have done. God is grace, God is good. Let us take a far food. Amen. Jesus well. You know, you can say something over and over again until it gets common. The word of God can get common to you. Did you know that the word was Jesus? Yeah, I know, There, By his stripes, I'm here. By his stripes, I'm here. But you don't believe it. you just mentally saying it. You hadn't really looked at it and said it over and over again until it got in your heart. See, until the word of God gets in a person's heart, it will not benefit them. And the art of believing is confession. Looking at it. Say, man, I'm, I'm a, I choose to believe this. Say it. Think about it. Chew on that. Let that steak marinate in your mouth. Chew on that word until it comes alive in your spirit, man. And then you're going to have it. The confession produces a fruit. It's like water. It's like watering a plant. Your confession. It produces the fruit. Be blessed. I got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Talk to you tomorrow. Hello, brothers and sisters on this Tuesday morning. I'm glad to be with you. We're talking about the art of believing. Father, cause me to sow great words, Father, in simplicity. To cause the glory and the anointing, Lord, to rest upon the hearer. For, Lord, it is written that the hearing ear and the seeing eye is from the Lord. Father, I ask that you give everyone that is listening a listening, a hearing ear, and a seeing eye. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command your spirit, man your inner man, to come alive like never before. Let revelation come forth in the name of the Lord Jesus. Mark 5 and at verse 22, it says, And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little little daughter, Lyot. At the point of death, I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. Now, listen what he said right then. His confession was that when Jesus come and lay his hands on her, that she's going to be healed and she's going to live. I want you to remember that. Now, see, if you was going to go get ministered to for healing, you need to have that confession. If you're going to church today or tonight or whenever and you're sick, you need to go to church and say, you know what? When I go to church, when the pastor or the brother or the sister lay their hands on me, I'm going to be healed and I'm going to live. you got to really believe that first. Now, your belief comes from the word. For the word of God teaches that Christians shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The believing ones. Signs follow them that believe. They lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And so the, the sick person got to believe the word. See, it's an art to believe it. The art to believe in that particular part of Scripture is saying it. You know, I, I'm starting to believe now if a pastor ministering or anybody who's ministering, or you going to pray for somebody, you probably want to teach them to have that kind of confession before you pray. Then you're assured of the healing. Because the person's faith have a lot to do with it, especially if they are mature Christians. You know what I mean? A baby Christian, God allows some things because they knew new in the Lord. But the person who's getting ministered to need to have a confession. Now, as soon as he lays his hands on me, I'm going to get here. They need to say that out of their mouth because that's, how, that's the art of believing. That's how you release your faith by saying, if you shall what? Say to the mountain, say to the mountain, not pray to the mountain, but praying is saying. But you can say some and have it even without praying. But you can have it by praying because praying is saying. Oh, somebody missed that. I said you will have what you say even if you're not praying. I said you will have what you say even as you're not praying. Some of you are broke because you've been saying, man, I'm broke. My uh, uh, Ain't nothing to me like my paycheck. I hear people say that. And their paycheck shrink because you have what you say praying is saying but you'll have what you say without praying. And so that man had a had a confession that Jesus was going to lay his hands on her she was going to be healed and she was going to live. And Jesus went with them, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman which had a issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. And when she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. Yes. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. You notice she said something? See? Saying, if you shall say unto the mountain. What did she say? She said, if she touches clothes, she'll be made whole. Guess what? And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Now a lot of people go, they they get people to pray, or they go to the church looking for prayer. It's all oh, ain't nothing to that minister. It didn't work. It didn't work because you have to work it. You have to work the word also. The word don't work automatically. And I want, I hope you stick with me all week. I'm gonna show you that it don't. I tried to illustrate that yesterday. If Jesus couldn't heal people because of unbelief, I definitely can't do it. Why? Because Jesus is the healer. And I've seen some marvelous things really within the last week. I'm talking about marvelous things happening. So I'm telling you, Christ has not died. Christ is still living. Hallelujah. He's still making intercession for us. So this lady had a confession. She, she had a saint. She said if she may touch but his clothes, She's going to be made whole. This was why Jesus was going on some other mission. And they talked talking about that that fountain of her blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out, out, out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Why that virtue didn't go out in the next chapter when he was around his kinfolk and the people who was calming to him? Why that same virtue didn't go out? He was still Jesus. You know why? Because they had an unbelief in their, their spirit. They had a negative view of him. They 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 was uh um, had a smart mouth towards him, irreverent towards him, you know, looked at him like he was nothing, you know, had all kind of critical words, always popping off at the mouth, gossiping and talking to everybody about him, you know, running their mouth about him behind his back. That just Mary's son. And hey, we know his brothers them popping off all the time. That's why they didn't get it. Because they always had something smart to say all the time, running around. I always got a critical word. He doing this, he doing that. You need to shut up sometimes so you can get your healing. Hallelujah. This lady said, "I'm gonna touch his garment. I'm gonna be healed. I ain't worried about what he's doing. I don't care what he's doing uh, in his private prayer time or uh, his private time. Don't bother me. I'm touching his clothes and I'm gonna be healed." That was her confession. Her confession wasn't gossip. And his disciple said unto him. Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and says thou who touched me. And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thou thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and behold thy plague. Whose faith made her whole? It wasn't Jesus' faith. It was her faith. Because she was saying the Bible says, if you shall say to the mount, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in thy heart, and shall believe that thou, those things which thou sayest shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you say it. You know that it don't say you'll have whatever you pray it? But right after that it said, when you pray, believe that you receive it, and you shall have it. But you're going to have what you say. That's why people are having a lot of bad stuff happening, because they are having what they've been saying. And if they could get that corrected and say some good stuff, you'll have that also. Hallelujah. While he yet spake there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, certain, which said, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master and his father. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. That's an old song. Jesus said, be not afraid, only believe. Why? Because faith, belief in his word, and belief in the ability of Jesus. You know, Jesus is the word. You know, all scripture was given by inspiration of Jesus, by holy men as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Yeah, Jesus is word. All scripture was given by inspiration of God, or by Jesus, because he is the word. Before Abraham was, I am. And he suffered no man to follow him save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and it the tumult and them that wept and wailed well greatly. And when he was come in, he said unto them, Why make you this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. Listen, Jesus got faith. They, you know, and they laughed him to scorn. See these unbelieving people? They think faith is funny. But when he put them out, all out, he take it, the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entered in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, to light our coming, which is being interpreted damsel, I say unto thee arise. And straightway the damsel rose and walked, for she was the age of 12. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. Now you notice that the man had faith that when Jesus came, he was going to touch her when she was going to live. She did. That's why Jesus says she just, just sleeping. Hallelujah. Be blessed. I got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Talk to you tomorrow. Hello, brothers and sisters. Glad to be with you once again. We're talking about the art of believing. And if I could summarize it, the art of believing is confession of the word until it leaves your mind and get into your spirit or your heart. Your heart, you know, it's not talking about your natural heart that beats the blood. When you read the Bible, the heart, when they say confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, it's talking about believing with your inner man, with your spirit. You could get things from God with doubt in your head but belief in your heart and it gets in your heart by confession you know if somebody if, if somebody told you you was ugly from from the age you was three four five six all the way up to you was a teenager you would you could be a, a handsome fellow a beautiful woman and actually think you're ugly because that has been spoken to you and you probably after it was spoken to you you probably confessed it I'm ugly no, don't, know, no, no, nobody like me. And you will create a spiritual force around you to make that be a reality. When God is not saying that, God says he beautifies the meek with salvation. He said you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You should say those things. You should say, if you're a guy, you say, I'm a handsome fella." If you're a woman, you should say, I'm a beautiful woman. I'm greatly beloved of the Lord. You should say those things. There's nothing wrong with you saying that. Some of you might say that right now for the first time and feel funny saying it. You shouldn't feel funny saying that because the reason you'll feel funny saying that because it'll seem like a lot of you, because your confession has been the opposite. And see, the art of believing is tied into your confession. If you keep confessing, nobody loves me, nobody loves me, nobody cares about me, you will actually believe that because it that you confess it enough until it got into your heart. And I can tell you, hey, the Lord loves you. For He so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He loves you personally. When He says the world, don't don't make it where He loves all them, except me. You got to personalize this thing. And you got to keep saying it until you believe that over what you've been believing. And see, you believe whatever you believe because you've confessed it and heard it because faith and unbelief, it comes by hearing. uh, either the right thing or the wrong thing. Faith in God comes by hearing the word of God and faith in in, in the devil's ability. It comes by hearing the words of the devil. If you turn on the news and you hear a negative report every night, you're going to believe the report. That's why God was mad at the 10 spies. He said, whose report are you going to believe in the book of Isaiah? Whose report are you going to believe? Well, you're going to believe the report that you hear the most. And you need to get from around negative people. I don't care if they're your mother, daddy, your sister, brother. If they talk negative all the time, talk to them here or not again. And when they start talking negative, say, hey, look, I get which. They'll pick up on it after a while. You stop, you they start talking negative, say, hey, man, I got to go. They'll pick up. They'll say, man, he already got to go. And then they'll figure it out. Is when they start all that negative talking, that strife and that gossip and hatred. And I always got something critical and negative to say. Man, them people jack your spirit up. I don't care who they is. You got to you gotta learn. Instead of worrying about they offended or not, go ahead and offend them. But, you, but you're but going to have a stronger spirit. If you get on the phone them. they always trying to accuse you of something and always got something negative to say, something about what you do, get off the phone with them people. Don't talk to them. They'll figure it out after a while that you're not going to listen to all that unbelief. All that negative, you are a child of God. You're you in the royal family. Hallelujah. Well, in Hebrews, the third chapter, in that verse six, it says, but Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house are we? Remember that. Your body is the temple of God. That's the house that's talking about, your body. Your body. Say this. Say, my body is the temple of God. Say it again. My body is the temple of God. Now, say this, say, God lives in my body. Say it again, God lives in my body. Now, I can't say it enough times just on this message to get you to believe. Because because if you got to say that, have that confession till you become God inside-minded. And it's not going to work in a little 10-minute message. You have to have that confession daily till you realize that God is living on the inside of you every day. And if you don't do what I'm telling you to do, you're not going to have that consciousness. You're not going to have that, that consciousness that God is living on the inside of you. Therefore, you can't get sick. Therefore, no evil shall befall. You neither shall any plague come down your dwelling because God is living on the inside of you. See, until you get conscious of that thing, you'll be subject to this, that, and the other. Look, like, like I said the other day, you've got to have a strong confession. See, you got to confess these things and build your spirit up until you become a powerhouse. You become a powerhouse as you build Christ into your spirit and see the, see the enemy come and try to beat on your house and try to do this and that and other, try to destroy the house before it's fully built. But you still got to repair the breaches and continue to build. You got to build your house with the word of God until, until you become strong. Until you become blessed, and so it says, but Christ has a son of His own house. Whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end? In other words, you got to have a firm confession. When times get hard, when the when the storm come and beat be vehemently upon your house, you got to be founded upon the rock. And that rock is the, the word of God or Christ. Christ and the word of God is the same person. When you read the Bible, you're reading Christ. See, Christ is the word. And if your house is built, which is your spirit, your inner man, that's your house. Your That's your temple. See, God dwells in your house or in your temple. The temple of God is you. God is living on the inside of you. As you become conscious of this, You begin to pray for people and work miracles. As you become conscious of this, you can't get sick. As you become conscious of this, you have a hard time dying. See, a man cannot take your life. You'll lay down your life when it's time to die. Jesus said, no man take my life. I lay it down. That's why you see those patriots in the Bible. They got good and old and they went to sleep. God telling them, okay, I'm going to come get you and they go to sleep. They didn't die sick. Most of them, some of them did, but not most of. Them. It comes as you personally get the revelation from God. Not all of us going to heaven when we get born again, but your success is going to be based off your confession and your revelation of the Word. Do you do you know that everybody don't make the same money right now? Yeah, some people make more money than me. <laughs> some people make less. Same with you. Do you know so Everybody don't have a six pack. Some people have one. Some people don't have a six pack. I don't. The person have one, they spend time doing sit-ups and they spend time not eating so much. They might have spent time running. They develop their body. Oh, I hope you're listening. One of my sons developed his body like that. He body builds and stuff. So what I'm saying is you could develop your spirit until you become a powerhouse and you're not going to be on the same level as everybody. You're going to get as you develop your own self spiritually. So in verse 7, it says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works for the years. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said, Do they always err in their heart or in their inner man? And they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in depart from the living God. God calls unbelief an evil heart. What do you mean by evil heart? Your spirit evil. When you can't take the word of God and believe, your spirit is evil, according to the scriptures. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. He calls unbelief in his words, a evil spirit. When you don't believe his words, he call it an evil spirit. When when he told them, I'm giving you the land. That's what he referring to. And they wouldn't go take it. He called them evil because they wouldn't believe his words. They wouldn't believe his words. You cannot separate a man from his words and they wouldn't believe his words. They believe the words of their mind. When they, when their minds told them they were grasshoppers, they wouldn't believe Jesus no no matter what. Why? Because they had a slavery mentality and they was always told there was nothing. Get rid of that mentality, brothers and sisters. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. Glad to be with you once again to release seeds of faith into your inner man, to build up your spirit, to build you by the word of God until you become a powerhouse, until you become able to withstand the attacks of the enemy that tries to put sickness on you. To you become able to withstand the attacks of the enemy that tries to steal your money. To you become able to withstand the attacks of the enemy that tries to steal your marriage or try to try to take everything, your job, or whatever. Brothers and sisters it is the word of God. This is our victory, even our faith. And so I'm talking about the art of believing this week. I bless you. I pray that you have the the hearing ear and there the seeing eye in the spirit. Glory for Father that is given to them by you. I pray that you'll give it to them, Father, freely in the name of the Lord Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews, the third chapter. In the 12th verse, it says, take heed, brethren. You know what take heed means? It says pay attention. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Least there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. What is departing from the living God? It is departing from his words. Now, Paul was writing this, and he was referring back to the story in the book of Numbers. Well, God had told the children of Israel that he given them the land, and they kept on tempting him. They wouldn't believe his words. You know, I get irritated sometimes also when when I tell the people what the Bible say and and a person will tell me, well, God gave you sense. There's something about that that irritates my spirit because it's, it's unbelief hiding behind a veil. God gave you sense. So the Bible never said to walk by your senses, by your natural senses. He said, the just shall live by faith. And faith is not necessarily something that you can see. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See, Abraham couldn't see how he was going to have a child when he was 99 years old and his wife was, what, 75. It didn't make sense. So why should I go by the sense when it don't make sense? Now, God didn't give you the sense to be led by. He told you to be led by faith, be led by the spirit of God. Them that are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. And so they were led by what they were seeing for their natural eye. Well, God said that hearing ear and there in the seeing eye is from the Lord. They wasn't led by the spiritual sight and their spiritual ears. They was led what they was looking at on CNN and Fox. Uh, and, and CBS and MSNBC and all these stations where they're telling you you're gonna die no don't be led by that them that are led by the Spirit of God is the sons of God and the Word of God is that spirit the Word of God is that spirit God is that spirit Jesus is that spirit and what the spirit of Jesus is there is liberty when you first believed on the Lord Jesus Christ You was born again. You was born by the Spirit of God when you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you confessed with your mouth, and you believed it in your inner man. Now, if you don't know you're born again, I would ask you, well, have you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You say, yeah, but I don't know if I'm saved. Well, you need to start confessing him as your Lord and Savior every day until you get satisfied that you're saved because it's still in your mind. And you got to wake up every day and confess him as your Lord and Savior. And the Bible says, when you confess him as your Lord and Savior, you're saved. Glory. Glory. So if you don't know if you say it or not, you should wake up every day. You should say it during the middle of the day. You should say it at night. I confess. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Therefore I am saved. Now, if it's just in your mind, and I might ask you if you say, you say, oh no, that because it hadn't gotten in your heart yet. But if you keep confessing it out of your mouth, it will get into your heart. You confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, you shall be saved. Well, if you want to mess that up, have people come and preach to you that you're not saved unless you don't do this and don't do that. That's why people never change. They go to churches where people preach to them that they're not saved until they do this, until they do that, until contrary to the scriptures. How many are listening to me? And when you preach like that, you're releasing unbelief on the person. That's why they they won't change, because they're not satisfied yet that they're saved. When a person realizes that they're saved, they automatically change, because they know they're not that person anymore. See, slaves, slavery been around for a long time. Some places, they still got people in slavery. And the way the slave master keeps the people bound is they... Won't let them read. They won't teach them how to read. So you can't read the Bible and realize that God has accepted you in the Beloved. So how many of you are still slaves and you won't read the, the word? You don't know how to read the Bible. If you don't know how to read the Bible, you're a slave. If you don't know how to hear the word of God, you're still a slave. See, because ignorance is and, and lack of knowledge is going to cause you to perish. And so the first thing the sl- the, the slave master want to do, whether you're at a, a religious church or the religious pastor, well you're at, they want to keep you in darkness so they can keep you a slave, telling you you're not saved unless you do it that way, telling you you can't be healed, healing and went out with the apostles and all this stuff. Glory. You got to get from under that kind of teaching. God never took healing out the church. Faith always made a person whole and God never took faith out the church. If he take faith out, then healing will have to go. But faith made people whole. What they're saying. Well, when you keep sitting under people that are telling you you can't be healed and, and we don't believe in speaking in tongues and so we don't believe in the gifts of the spirit. If you sit under them kind of people, you get highly developed and not believe in the Bible. But you got to start reading the word and believing the word. You got to start hearing the word preached, not people's doctrine and, and, um, and religion. You're saved just like the Bible says you are when you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and believe in your heart. I don't even know why I'm on that. Some, somebody out there don't know they're saved and God's trying to tell you that you are. God is talking to somebody. I'm trying to get away from it. You need to get away from around these people that keep reinforcing that you're not saved, that you're nobody. It's a spirit of slavery. It keeps you bound. It keeps you from really enjoying the privileges of God. Glory. We're talking about the order of believing. You got to have the right confession. And so the reason those 10 spies had a wrong confession, because they had been told they were grasshoppers. They had been told they were inferior. They had been told, you know, you can't read and you can't do this and you're nobody. They had to teach them that to keep them slaves. Well, God was trying to get them to believe what he said, that you the head and not the tail, that you above only not beneath. God was trying to tell them that they was lenders and not borrowers, go get the land. Lord, you got to overcome what you've been taught your whole life. You got to overcome it. Break loose. Break free from that religious spirit. Break, break free from that religious mindset that you got to get sick. You don't have to get sick. Break free from that religious mindset that is, is you being real godly to be poor? That's not godliness. Joseph was very rich. David was very rich. Abraham was very rich. That's not godliness to be poor. Uh, to be poor. Glory. You know, you no. Know, Paul came to preach to the poor. Say, so let him that 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 uh, let him work, laboring with his own hands. If a man don't take care of his house, he works in the infidel. Let him that steal steal no more. That's what was making them poor because they were stealing and lying and wouldn't work. That's why they were poor. They were bound by drugs and alcohol. That's why they were poor. Glory. Jesus came to make them free, to, to put the wisdom of God upon you, to make you free. Glory. Hallelujah. I hadn't even got to what I was trying to get to, but that's good. Verse 19, Hebrews 3 and 19 it says, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. So the devil put unbelief on people a lot of different ways. You got to be able to discern it and break out of that mindset, break out of that spirit of unbelief, break out of that spirit of lack, break out of that spirit of poverty, break out of that spirit of slavery. Say this, say in the name of Jesus Christ, I command the spirit of slavery to leave me now. I break loose in the name of Jesus Christ from the spirit of slavery. You need to say that and break free and break loose. I love y'all. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Well, brothers and sisters, I'm glad you're joining me at the end of the week. We're talking about the art of believing. Hallelujah, Father. Awaken the ears to hear and awaken the eyes to see the spiritual ears and the spiritual eyes. And let the spirit of revelation, let the spirit of wisdom fall upon the hearers of these words. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Hebrews the fourth chapter at verse one it says, "Let us therefore fear, lest they promise and left us of entering into His rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well unto them, but the word preached did not profit them." Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. I started the title of this week's messages, Mixed with Faith. All taking God's words and saying them. Faith is actually saying. Faith is actually saying. And what makes your faith strong when you match your saying with what God has said. If God said, Jesus bore your sins in his body on the tree, you should say, that's interesting. And then you should say, Jesus bore my sins in his body on the tree. Now, you say it once, that's not going to get the job done because it's not going to get into your spirit by saying it once. See, I've been saying this for a long time. You need to say it every day. Jesus bore my sins in his body on the tree. This is first uh, Peter two and twenty-four. Then it says, Therefore I am dead to sins and I'm alive unto righteousness, by whose stripes I were healed. If I were healed, I am healed. If I am healed, I walk in divine health. I walk in divine health because my body is the temple of God. God lives on the inside of me. Also I walk in divine health because it is rich. No evil befalls me, neither shall any plague come down my dwelling. Hallelujah. Glory! I shall never get sick the, the rest of my days in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Brother King, I wouldn't say that. Man, I wish all of us could start saying it so we could release faith in God's ability. You know, it's, it's you know we could go higher if we'll say uh, things like that. If we'll have faith in God's ability to help us, God's ability to keep us, God's ability to protect us, we got scripture on it. It says he's living on the inside of us. If I really believe God is living on, in, on the inside of me, I have a really bold confession with it? That's why it's bold. Because I believe that God is living on the inside of me. I believe that God is working in me, both the will and to do of his good pleasure. It is, it is the Holy Ghost that is that is at work within me. I have the words of eternal life springing up from my spirit. Out of my belly is flowing rivers of eternal life, rivers of living water. Hallelujah, and you have it also, and you have it as your confession. Come forth of his words. See, you got to mix the word of God with faith. In other words, you got to take his words and confess them. You got to let God know you believe it. You got to say things like, "I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only, not beneath." Money comes to me. I'm a lender, not a bar. Glory, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. People say, "Can you do this, Mister King?" Where I say, "I can do it." I say, "I can do all things." And then they look crazy. I said, you know it's through Christ that strengthens me, but he's on the inside of me, and I can do it. It ain't nothing I can do. And then they get hot outside, and they say, well, well, brother, oh, it's hot out there. I said, and I refuse to faint because I'm going to pray. God told me to pray and don't faint. I said, I guarantee you, I, I, I'm not going to faint. And one brother said, I wouldn't say that. Well, I will. See, because you got to mix the word of God with faith. If he won't say it, he ain't mixing the word of God with faith, and it ain't going to profit him. Oh, glory. I heard one man of God say, I was doing the kidding earlier. Now I'm letting Tom loose. You know, you got the Tom cat. I'm letting him loose. The word of God ain't going to profit you. You're always frightened. Yeah, I ain't saying it. And you always always looking crazy. And some of them, well, I say they look crazy and go to gossiping. Well, you keep on mocking and keep on gossiping. They gossiping, mock the apostles also, and they were very successful. You keep on not having your confession right, and you watch what happens. You keep on listening to the news and watch what happens. You keep on listening to the report of the 10 spies and watch what happens. You better start getting bold, brothers and sisters. You better stop believing the evil report. You better stop listening to the devil. You better get bold. You better stop looking crazy when you hear a faith man confess and looking at them with contempt. You better join in with that faith crowd. Hallelujah. You better join in with it. Because it said, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard. Glory. we in Hebrews, the fourth chapter. We're talking about the order of believing. For we which have believed do enter into rest. Hallelujah. Let's drop down in a little bit. Glory. Verse six. It says, seeing, therefore, it remaineth that some must enter therein and they to whom it was first preached, enter not in because of unbelief. You remember I covered a few days ago that God called you not believing, saying that you have an evil heart, a evil spirit. If you don't believe the word, you have an evil spirit. Yeah, you got Christians with an evil spirit, evil heart, heart, being spirit, innermost being. Yeah, only way to heaven, I, I reckon but won't believe the scriptures. Won't believe it. Refuse to say what the scripture saying. Refuse to believe it. See, you got to keep confessing it in order to believe it. God said they couldn't enter in because of their unbelief. He said they had a evil heart of unbelief. He called the people that don't believe the scriptures evil. the evil heart, the evil spirit. They had an evil spirit. When you won't believe the scriptures, it's an evil spirit. It's not the spirit of God. When God says who report... You're going to believe, and then a few verses after that, he talks about how Jesus was, was bruised for your iniquities, and by his stripes you were healed, and you don't believe it. That's an evil spirit. You got to get that out of there. You got to keep confessing what the word of God says until that evil spirit leaves, to that spirit of unbelief is gone. Glory. And when people get that confession in order with the word of God, that's when the miracles take place. For it is God that is at work within you, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. Glory! If he tell you you saved by confessing him as Lord, you're saved. Don't believe the devil. Don't listen to the devil. If he tell you you heal, you are heal. Don't listen to your body. Consider not your body. Consider not the pain. Consider not the words of the doctor. But only believe in all things are possible. When the lady was, when the little girl was dead, Jesus said she's not dead. She's sleeping. Who you gonna believe? Them knowing that she stopped breathing? Being dead or Jesus who says she was only sleeping? Oh, I hope you're catching this. Yes, Jesus told them plainly. In one place, he said, yeah, he died. Glory, hallelujah. But he said, but he was trying to teach them faith. I said, she's just sleeping because I go awake. He was talking about Lazarus. And the other story I told earlier this week, the little girl died. Jesus came in and said they, she was sleeping. They laughing in his going, Keep on mocking faith. You need to stop mocking faith. You need to join in with faith. Join up with me. Speak faith. Say I never get the coronavirus or the flu as long as I live. Glory. And if you had it, say i will never get it again as long as I live in the name of Jesus. Join up with me. Have a bold confession. Don't be frightened. Don't be afraid. Don't be affrighted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta begin to have a faith confession. You gotta break out of that shell. Stop being scared all the time. Stop being scared and go up and take that mountain. Glory. Man, Gideon said, man, God told Gideon, he said, man, them boogers that scared, get rid of them. Send them home. He said, I'm going to take 300 and kill thousands and thousands of people. Why? Because God can't stand unbelief. He can't stand the frightened but He'll take one man that's not scared and conquer a hole. He told Moses one time, he said, I'm going to kill all these boogers, and I'm going to start over with you. Brothers and sisters, don't let the Lord be grieved with you by walking walking in unbelief, frightened like the world, scared like the world. Glory, they take your job. God will make some matter fall from heaven if he got to. God is able to split the Red Sea. It's, It's easy to feed you and me. God is well able to do whatever we believe he can do. And he is limited by what we believe he can do. Would you join with me and have a bold confession? Would you join with me and get rid of all the unbelief and say, the word of the Lord <clears throat> is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of sons of soul and spirit, and joints and marines of discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart? Glory, we're going to labor the enter to that rest, and we're not going to fall after that same example of unbelief. Brothers and sisters, I love you. Walk in faith. The hearing ear and the seeing eye is yours. Be blessed.